and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I'm Luke Owen. And I'm Dan Later. Happy New Year! It's oh. a new year, it's a new you! 2024. It's a new me! It's a new cinema. -ma. You were so close. So close. I, in my head, I was like, that won't work. But if you say it out loud, it <laughs> you, never know. you never know. You never know. On the way from here to here, it might finally come might together. I didn't. It, it, it did. No. Uh, but should we go get some snacks? Because we've got a lot of films to talk about. Plus, mm. I'm going to go get myself some vegan snacks. It is Veganuary, of course. Magic happens in there and in there. Love it. It's been ages. Oh, I've watched Napoleon twice oh. since you've been gone. Just a couple of snacks. Well, I mean, Dan, it's Veganuary. Well, there you go. One of the great things about being a, a Cineworld patron, yeah. and I've had an unlimited member as well, not only do I get, obviously, discounts on said snacks, there's loads of vegan options for snacks. Oh, yeah, there are tons. So I've there got, are more, You'd be surprised. Uh, there are more vegan options for snacks than there are at some restaurants I've been to. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Uh, uh, so, yeah, popcorn, I've, for a start. popcorn there. I've got my drink, yeah. uh, which are all vegan, with the exception of Diet Pepsi. Yeah, so, yeah, the, yeah. the popcorn's vegan. This is vegan. My nachos are vegan with yeah. the salsa. There's no yellow. No, no yellow. Month. Well, if you're being vegan. So, I've got my got my nachos. Pick a mix. Oh, yeah, yeah, last week. It's yeah, vegan. Yeah. And in fact, Cinewater are very helpful and they label all the ones that are vegan and vegetarian. Oh, they've done the hard work for you. Exactly. So, I can reach in here and have some milk tea on. <laughs> Good, yeah. Oh, shall I carry on while you're... You, you never I'm, think this through. I know, but like, I'm, okay. I'm chewing now. Do you I... could also have Skittles, which are vegan. We love our Skittles as vegan. And then, which was this one? Oh yeah, this is the, the Howder. It's like Bombay mix. We love a Bombay mix. And it says very heavily on the elephant right at the top, vegan. One pack equals one free school lunch. Oh, great. So it's 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 good in every single way. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I've not finished my sweet. Yeah, yeah. Didn't offer me. <coughs> oh, do you want one? No, no, I'm good because I'm a professional. I know I've got words. <coughs> I've, I've still got some more if you want it. I actually do want one, yeah. yeah. Oh, hello. We're talking cherries. There you go. We're talking the cherries. Vegan, right, that, be, mate. I'll be busy. Uh, also, Jimmy's popcorn is vegan, including mm. the limited edition Tabasco flavored. Mm. But then we can't. You done? I'm done. Done, right. Well, we can't just sit here and eat snacks all day, Dan, as much as I would love to, because we've got to talk about the movies that are coming out oh, yeah, let's. in January 2024, brand new year. Yeah. And still, we're kicking off the year with Next Goal Wins, the new Taika yeah. Waititi movie. It's a movie about the American Samoan uh, football team who famously lost 31-0 to Australia. Um, and then it's based on a documentary uh, that exists about their sort of team rebirth kind of thing them trying to to find a win um and uh, and and yeah they they brought in an american um an mls uh, manager uh, who had sort of he's a bit rancorous and he just doesn't want to be there and you know played by michael fassbender and um the, it's all about the team trying to find unity and and the manager of the team trying to find a way to sort of let go of, of the past and move forward and things like that. So it's a proper Taika Waititi movie. Yeah, and you yeah. and I saw this because mm -hmm. it was the secret screening. It was. On the last episode, we were talking about the secret screening mm. in December, and it was this. Next Goal Wins. So we got to see it like almost a month early. What's super fun is when you sit there in a secret screening and um, you have no idea what it is. You go in you, and you're playing the game of like, it might be this, it might be this, I think it could be this. And then you don't know until the black card, the BBFC black card shows up and, and it's... A real, you get a nice little ruffle of, oh, we're going to oh, see this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's proper fun. 
So I got that through my unlimited yep. membership. Yeah. And there's a great time to sign up for unlimited as well. Brand new year, new year, new you, mm -hmm. new cinema. Lovely. Yeah. It still it's, doesn't. It work. still doesn't work. But, but, we but are. You, you know, it, let me let me know, Silly World, if you you know want your PR team to get in touch. It's, it's not going to work. I you think, sure? I think probably put a pin in that one. Mm -hmm. But the other thing, and the reason that I love having my unlimited card, especially this time of year, is we are head like, head like plunging headlong into award season. This is your favorite time of this year. This is. They keep me around all year. To sort of just like, you know, look look nice and be pretty. But then I really come into my own in January because I absolutely love the lead up to all the various different awards, the celebration of film. And this year there are so many brilliant, and we'll talk about them in January, so many brilliant contenders for the awards shows coming up. And not only that, we have a special little season with Unlimited as well, don't we? That's right, because it's not just award season, it's reward season for our Unlimited members, which means you'll be getting special gifts and rewards being an Unlimited member. Also, out in January, we have got Ferrari, yeah. which it's uh, the new Michael Mann movie mm -hmm. with Adam Driver, uh, driving cars, no less. Well, making cars. And, well, absolutely. Yeah. Plays Enzo Ferrari. And so I, this is, again, we talked about this last year when we talked about um, Blue, uh, Blackberry mm -hmm. uh, and Air and all this yeah. stuff. Like, it's recent history that's now being turned into these biopic movies. Yeah. So it's, it's within almost, not quite our lifetime, but certainly like, it's not like a hundred years old. Yeah, Michael Mann, obviously uh, known for Heat, for The Insider. Um, and this is about the story of Enzo Ferrari. Uh, Shelley Woodley's involved. You've got Penelope Cruz in there as well. Um, there's a lot of intrigue, a lot of uh, intrafamilial drama going on. Um, yeah, it's a very, uh, it's one that's been on my agenda for quite a while. I love a bit of Adam Driver, mm. and here he is doing an accent again. Also out at the moment, on top of things like Wonka still being in mm -hmm. cinema and Aquaman still being oh, in yeah. cinema, we have got Cats in the Museum, Anyone But You, and we've got Jules out now. We have a little rom-com for you with Anyone But You if, you, uh, if, you, if you're a fan of that sort of thing. And we all well know I am. Um, yeah, a lot, lot of good choices to kick off the month. And that continues with Night Swim and One Life, a movie that you are particularly fond of. Yeah, I saw it at the London Film Festival last year. And, Brag. Well, you know, very important special on member of the press. Um, it's about the story of Sir Nicholas Winton, who was a man who, in the start of the Second World War, rescued, uh, I think it's over 600 children from Nazi-occupied Czechoslovakia and it's the story of how that came to be how that went down but also how he kept that secret for several decades and it was only sort of revealed at the end of the 80s early 90s um and it's a story in two parts almost how you know how it went down back in in the day why he felt so compelled to do this it's kind of transport why he felt so compelled to be part of that and also how he never stopped thinking about it and, and the impact of um his his work on the lives of these kids and i very recently was offered the opportunity to go to the picture gallery and see portraits that were taken at the premiere of this film at the festival of the surviving children and it really has a moment to think about the lives that they've had really that are as a result of this man that famous esther ranson line does anyone here owe their life to sir nicholas winton and so many people stood up it's a very famous clip of him being surrounded by these people who he'd really saved um and it's very timely film it's one that i think a lot of people are going to be very moved by it's 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 funny in places it's it's deeply affecting in others there's previews of this movie from january 1st as well so you can really kick off the new year by going to see what might be one of the best movies of the year also having previews on the 1st of january is priscilla oh yeah a great um example of a 
a really interesting biopic from a brilliant director in Sofia Coppola. It's great. What a good month already. Released on the week of the 12th of January, we have The Beekeeper, The Boys in the Boat, Freaks vs. the Reich, and Poor Things. So Poor Things is a Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Yorgos Lanthimos is a director of The Favourite, director of uh, The Lobster, director of uh, Dogma Eye, Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is one of my favourite films over the past sort of five or six years. I absolutely love Yorgos. It's Mark Ruffalo, it's Willem Dafoe, it is Emma Stone. Uh, you've probably seen the trailer. It's got a very odd, odd, odd angle, an odd score to it as well. From the director of The Lobster. Would you believe? It's proper Yorgos stuff. Uh, a friend of mine has seen it three times already uh, because she insists on going to every screening that she can possibly get her hands on. It was at the festival as well. Um, I didn't see it at the festival because instead I was watching uh, Chicken Run. You know, <laughs> yeah, two yeah. people have two different agendas. Uh, but she has not stopped telling me about it. And I know for a fact that I'm going to love it because when you Yorgos that much, <laughs> you know. He's one of those directors that actors like Ruffalo, mm. Stone, you kind of like, you list off these big names, they're like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I want to be a part of what, whatever the next thing you've got. Yeah. Kind of what the Wachowskis used to have mm. that idea of just like, I want to work with the Wachowskis because I want to find out like what their next big idea is. Well, when I remember, it's, it's this is a reuniting for Emma Stone and Yorgos because obviously they were working together in the favorite. And I remember when they announced that Emma Stone was going to be in his next one, I was like, what is that going to be like? Because this was coming straight off La La Land. I think this is a really fun moment now that Emma Stone has done her Oscar movie, she's got her awards, she's she's well established herself in the in the Hollywood scene. She's taking some wacky out there choices and this is uh, the latest example of that and I'm I'm very keen to see it. Starting from the 19th of January, you can check out The End We Start From and one of your favorites of the year, The Holdovers. Yes, The Holdovers, which is uh, about absolutely a Christmas movie, but don't let that fool you, so you can still go and see it in January because it's a really charming and warm story. Paul Giamatti plays this teacher at a Boston, nearby Boston, Massachusetts boarding school, and um, there are some kids who have to stay over Christmas. They don't go home. They are The Holdovers. Um, but a bunch of them end up going to spend it with this... This, this one kid has, like back and forth he's having a staring contest with his dad over whether or not he'll cut his hair his dad caves so he takes most of them away and we're left with three we're left with the teacher the cook and the student all of whom are dealing with some form of inability to move on from the past and it's just how they spend a few weeks together over the christmas period um it is fraser adjacent in its comic stylings paul j matty is amazing we love him uh, but it is the supporting roles from the lady playing the cook and the, and the chap playing the student who really turned this film into something that was so warm and elegant and thoughtful. When I saw this film, I was having a really difficult morning. I was feeling anxious like you wouldn't believe it. It's not in my chest. In fact, before it started, I was sat in my chair doing meditations, just trying to release this anxious knot. And then the film did it for me. I have seen it twice already. I love it. It is magnificent. It's going to be out in the first few weeks of January, and I'm going to struggle to find a film I love more this year. I can tell you that for free. I mean, that is big, because there's also The Book of Clarence yes. out this week as well. Yeah, which is, uh, do you remember the film The Heart of the Fall? Yes. Same director. So, but this one is where that was Western. This is a biblical epic, and it is stylistic, it's sly, it's sexy, it's um, funny, it's dramatic. It's almost like a comic book of a movie, but about the Bible. 
Mm. Am I going to go... Is that how I'm going to define it? Yes, I think it is. A really interesting movie that's being released this week. Mm -hmm. A movie that I don't think they really know how to kind of market this thing. Mm. It's Mean Girls. It's a reboot of Mean Girls. It's a remake of the, the, the classic Lindsay Lohan movie, but with some of the original cast returning to their roles. Tina Fey, yeah. of course. But it's also a brand new version of it in the fact that this one is a musical. But it's not Mean Girls the Musical, which is currently a Broadway yeah. show in, a, in the West End. But it's just Mean Girls, not Mean Girls the Musical. It's just Mean Girls. They're, they're calling it Mean Girls. In the trailer, they say, not your mum as Mean Girls. It is uh, very much Mean Girls for this generation. It's the same story. It is, in fact, the musical, which was written by Tina Fey. So it's it's still the same team. It's it's an interesting one when you're when you're so fond of a, of a film as as I am with Mean Girls, and we still watch it every year. We still talk about it. When you re re look at it and you re approach it for a new generation, first of all, hard to accept that the original Mean Girls is twenty years old. Oh yeah, um, for the elf conversation we were having last month. Oh exactly that. Um, but this is this is taking it up for a brand new spin, showing why this kind of story and this kind of teen comedy is perennial like it's every every season every generation um and and yeah uh, renee rap in particular people are a bit obsessed with so i love the fact because i'm a big mean girls mm. mark i'm a big mean girls fan i think it's, it's generally one of the best movies of the early 2000s yes. it might actually be one of the best movies that decade ever produced yes it absolutely is um but it's regina george's front and center yeah. of this one like you know it, it this is not no longer that you know the Lindsay Lohan story, if you will. Like, you know, her role is sort of like over here in the poster and front and center is Regina George, the star of the show. When you translate something to a musical, it tends to be the big brash villain character that becomes the central uh, gambit. Same thing with Heathers. Heathers is about, if you look at the original Heathers DVD poster, it is uh, Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. Those are your two guys. If you look at the Heathers, the musical poster, it's the Heathers. Mm -hmm. In the same way, with Mean Girls the Musical, Regina George is the is the star of the show. Um, I'm excited to see how they're going to translate the the show to the movie. Yeah, it's. I'm so curious mm. about this one. And that's not our only musical that we're getting with in the month of Jan. <laughs> Musicals are back, everyone, oh, yeah, because time. there's a musical version of The Color Purple yes. being released, which again uh, was massively successful on Broadway, uh, multi award winning. And this one has Fantasia in it, which I absolutely incredible vocalist. Um, it it looks from the trailer. The trailer again is is belying some of the musical elements of it. It's not really showing you everything that it's got to hit. But when it when you do you if you focus heavily on the trailer, you can see where some of the sequences are. Um, and it and it the, I haven't seen the movie yet, so this might be just completely me projecting. I'm getting hints of Chicago when mm. I watch the trailer because there seem to be stuff that is set in the period and then there seem to be more performance-based elements of it as well where it is more of a, a number, mm. if you will. Um, and I'm very intrigued to see how they have managed to translate. It's, it's, it's always difficult when you adapt. When you've adapted a movie into a musical and then back into a movie, that's one of the hardest triangles to yeah, do. Yeah. But I feel very positive about this film and I'm really looking forward to it. It's amazing that we're getting both that and Mean Girls, like mm. one week apart from each other, which are both the same journey as well. Yeah. Movie to musical, back to movie. You tell me that musicals haven't got, you know, room to grow. I love it. I want all of them. But it's not just musicals mm. being released in January as well. We also have All of Us Strangers. Oh my gosh. This was um, another one of my top five from the festival. It, it, 
I, the way I, my line about this movie is that I cried five times in it and then once again on the way home when I was thinking about it. It is breathtaking. It's Andrew Scott who plays a guy who lives a sort of lonely life in the um, in in a giant tower block. I think it's in Croydon. Uh, in a new build sort of flat block. He's very lonely and he sort of forges a connection with a guy who lives downstairs. And as he goes, he's a, he's a writer, he's researching a script and he goes to his childhood home and finds that his parents who passed away when he was younger are still living there in stasis. The house is still the 90s. They are still dressed like they're in the 90s, the late 80s, maybe it is. Um, and he has conversations with them. It's Claire Foy is playing the, the mum. And their scenes in particular are so incredibly moving one thing for me that really hit me... Oh, it's Jamie Bell is the dad as well. He was also magnificent. And it, it, there was a conversation between Andrew Scott, who was playing a gay man in the film, and obviously, you know, modern experience of being gay with parents who are literally stuck in the 80s, um, having that conversation, learning about each other, the conversations that they have. They're all, it's all very kitchen sink. It's all very low-key, but it's all incredibly emotional. And there's a conversation that happens between the parents that I very heavily um, felt a connection with. And the mum's angel on the Christmas tree is the same angel that my mum has. And obviously oh. I'm a Londoner. My parents and my family all live in Manchester. So we don't see each other that often. There are those little things, and, and especially around the festive season, we all think about the family traditions and, and the things that we do because that's what we're aping our parents when they mm. did that. So seeing that, angel that reminded me of the angel that I think of when it comes to Christmas that my mum puts on her tree which is this little hessian little hippie looking thing um, and then seeing that in this movie that I was already relating to just sent me off the deep end I was so invested it's so brilliantly performed it's so painful honest real I, I need you all to see it that's a hard that's a big recommendation yeah. considering as well that you were just two moments ago were saying that the holdovers. the holdovers are going to be your favorite movie of the year. Look, I mean, this is the thing is they all do different things. And that's the joy of this part of the year. And that's why I don't agree with the idea of Oscar bait. These movies are so different. And yes, they all could potentially be vying for an award. They're all, you know, pitching to pluck your heartstrings the most. But I think what is so brilliant about this this month and these three weeks in particular is they will all do those things in completely different ways. Mm. And they're, they're movies that are full of earnestness and trying to really tell a story honor people who have led us to want to make these stories both in terms of film in terms of real life stories and and i think they're all fantastic and i can't wait this is why you need an unlimited card because you need, you'll go and see three this month within three weeks in fact you could probably go and see two within the space of one week three within the space of one week and have that unlimited card set you could find you could do a musical double bill you could because you could watch mean girls and then go watch the color purple and actually i'm going to take one further and say that you should <laughs> Not only that, we also have Event Cinema with National Theatre Live's production of Dear England, the film about the England football team, and the Royal Opera House's production of Rusalka. And we have an autism-friendly screening of Wonka on Sunday, the 7th of January at 11 a.m. But I'm afraid that's all we've got time for on this edition of What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. You can check out all of the movies that we discussed today. The link's in the video description down below. Oh, don't forget, if you like more of this sort of thing, perhaps in an audio medium, you can find us wherever you get your podcast from. All the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll see you next month. I've been Luke Owen. And I've been Dan Layton. And that's What's On. <laughs> <laughs>